At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back into My Guys in the Desert. Danielle Alvarez still here in the VEASAN studio at the South Point Sportsbook with JVT, our senior NBA analyst, and Aaron Rinning, who's always... Uh, very generous to give us his time on a Friday. Kind of stumbled over that one. Right? Yeah, I wanted to. I mean, there's so many things you could say about Aaron Rinning. So I just wanted to make sure I said the right thing here. Uh, we did just have a guest on with us, Reed Kuhn, talking about UFC 264. I know we have some updated odds here, JVT. You wanted to point out. Yeah, yeah. Just so, just for those who didn't know, the updated numbers for the most part. So a uh, consensus wide, it looks like Dustin Poirier about a dollar thirty-five favorite, dollar thirty. I'm really interested to see if this, you know, Irish money that we were hoping for you know, mm-hmm. to show up, if it really will. Because you know, I was mentioning to you, you are off the air. You know, this is a little bit of a different year, right? Travel restrictions. Are we getting that much of a contingent out here? There are fans out here, but are they Connor supporters? So I'm really interested to see where the number moves on that fight as we get closer. Uh, also, yeah, the round and a half at $1.85 to the over. And then the other I wanted to note that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, the market has been steadily moving in the direction of Stephen Wonderboy Thompson, and yet uh, he was on Gilbert Burns. So, you know, you're getting like a plus 140 is one of the best numbers up on the market. Uh, and Stephen Thompson is high as like a dollar seventy favorite in that matchup. Uh, you know, very fascinating with uh, the McGregor and how that's going to be uh, bet. Was mm-hmm. it uh, four years ago when McGregor was getting bet hand or fist against yep. uh, Floyd Mayweather in a boxing match? Uh, so you would ever, think right? in a UFC match that he would take some money at some point well, this weekend. And for a history, too, if you just look at the past of Conor McGregor, right, you're talking about, uh, like, okay, opening up as a forty favorite here, but then a $1.75 uh, closing against Poirier. He go, you go, you know, the Nate Diaz fight, minus 280 $2 against Aldo. Like, a consistent 
something like six dollars like back in the past. Like there have consistently been these big inflated prices since he has become a star. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the worm has turned to use that phrase here on Connor. Whatever well, that means. And speaking of the world, the Olympics obviously coming up shortly as well. I want to make sure we mention this because we have some Team USA news as well, JBT. Uh, there is no bigger Sadiq Bay stand than myself. My pick to win Rookie <laughs> of the Year. Uh, he's still very good, but he didn't win it. Uh, Team USA promoting. San Antonio's Keldon Johnson, Darius Garland from Cleveland, and Sadiq Bay from Detroit for the exhibition games. So, how do you bet these? Because I have to imagine it's difficult to handicap a USA team that you have never really seen play together. It's a, it's just a bunch of all stars thrown together. Yeah, for, to a certain extent, but there are also some recognizable talents in, in sure. the other rosters, you know. And you you can get an idea, uh, if, especially if you know some of the players and you watch, right? You you know, we did get to watch the qualifiers, mm-hmm. you know, for the most part, and we had a good couple of games over the weekend and the Fourth of July that you got to watch to see some teams win their spots. You get kind of an idea uh, of how these teams operate for the most part, but for the most like game to game yards, it's a little bit harder. For yeah, yeah it would. See- seem like an, an opportunity uh, for guys like you and I uh, if you understand uh, some of the talent with these mm. guys but it you know just like anything and we're seeing this in the NBA finals right now you want to find uh, that team is a little bit more connected uh, and be able to play uh, together uh, if you will um, because it's not like team USA is just ru- you know running over these teams right. uh, like they had in years past. Is there any other teams that you would look at that I know their stars obviously they do not play for Team USA? We have Luka Doncic, players like that. So is there anywhere else that you guys look at when you're doing this handicap, or are you just kind of looking at Team USA at this point? No, so I haven't do, I haven't uh, done a lot of deep dive yet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I will say like one of the teams that I downgraded uh, just looking at the rosters a couple of weeks ago. You know, I was really expecting Ben Simmons to play for Australia, mm-hmm. and I thought that was going to be a team. Fans was, were upset, right? And I, you know, I thought that was going to be a team worth backing because there was some decent talent on that team. If Simmons had showed up, you know, T- Matisse Thybul, Joe Ingles among the names that we would know, and so I. I thought the Australians were going to be a pretty live team. Uh, we also have the regulars, like the French team is going to be pretty good. Uh, the Czech Republic has some guys on that squad as well. But the, at this point right now, obviously, because they're a very big favorite, it does seem like it's the Americans to win because there's some sneaky good defensive talent on the USA roster. What did Ben Simmons give as the reason again? He said he's going to take time to work on his game. I don't think fans are pleased with that. And then he was spotted at Wimbledon with his girlfriend. They were pissed <laughs> about that as well. I mean, he could still do that. Yeah, right? he's, he has a life, right, guys? They have basketball guys? gyms in England. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see. Let's hopefully he improves. I mean, <laughs> it's true. Well, I just think it's funny that he's saying, "Oh, I'm not going to play because I'm going to take time to improve my game." It's like, okay, right. hey, he'll prove you all wrong when he when summer league Ben Simmons shows up and he's hitting fadeaway jumpers. Uh, wrapping up, <laughs> <laughs> wrapping up UFC 264. You guys have been in town for these before. How big is this event going to be this weekend here in Vegas? It'll be pretty big, like yeah. especially when like you I know, shouldn't leave my house big. Or yeah. well, think about it too. This week, not only do we have Conor McGregor, uh, Garth Brooks is also in town on Saturday. Oh, so you have a le- you got a Legion, you got T-Mobile. Like uh, Vegas is going to be popping this weekend. So you're gonna if I I would say if you haven't experienced it, you should go out actually to see how insane it could actually get out there. Oh. Yeah, certainly fight weekend is is always oh. huge. Uh, it's kind of like a Super Bowl weekend, if you will. So yeah, great for the for the sports landscape. Okay, well, I'll do my best. I mean, that sounds like my literal nightmare, especially because it's a bajillion degrees outside. Let's bring all the people together, though, and stand in a big crowd. Uh, So we'll talk uh, to Tim Neverett next right here on My Guys in the Desert.
Welcome back into the OddsTrader.com studio at the South Point Casino. Make sure you check out OddsTrader.com and download the free OddsTrader app right now so you can start winning with the up-to-the-second info you need. We're back here on My Guys in the Desert. Huge thanks, of course, to Reed Kuhn for joining us in the last hour. And coming up in just a few short seconds here, we're going to bring in Tim Neverett, play-by-play for the Los Angeles Dodgers. Danielle Alvarez still here on the desk with JVT and Aaron Renning. Let's bring in Tim Neverett. Tim, thanks so much for making some time for us. Uh, my pleasure. Glad to do it. Good to see you guys. So, Tim, you're going to be at both the All-Star Game and the Home Run Derby. So let's take a look here at your All-Star Week schedule. What are you, what are you most excited about uh, looking at this uh, schedule ahead here? Well, I think when you look at it, the, you know, the game itself is great. Uh, I've been to the game in the past, and it's just a lot of fun. But I think this is going to be a special Home Run Derby. There'll be no humidor. They use the special balls anyway. And you've got guys who can absolutely mash. So, I mean, I think we're going to see a bunch of 500-foot home runs at the end of the night, and it's going to be pretty fun. So, Tim, I'm curious. You know, I think a lot of people well, – I'm an Angels fan, so we'll put that out there. Uh, I love <laughs> Shohei Otani. Uh, I love everything about him. But I got a sneaking suspicion that this is set up for Joey Gallo to have a really, really big day. Uh, what do you think of the field overall and our guy Gallo, Las Vegas local, who I, who's got uh, quite the pipe on him to, I think, really win this thing? Well, once I saw that it was announced he was going to join the field, I thought, well, it's going to be him and everybody else because uh, that's what he does. I mean, he hits bombs. And I think the day it was announced, he hit one that was over 460 feet anyway. So, uh, you know, Trey Mancini might surprise you. Trevor Story is used to hitting with that backdrop. Uh, And again, it just depends on who's pitching to them also. They get to pick their own pitcher. And I think that is a a big deal as far as who it is. Uh, You know, I've been Pete Alonso at the Mets. He's chosen Dave Joust, his, uh, his bench coach, to do it. And Dave's a, a baseball lifer and uh, knows how to pitch BP. So I think that's probably going to be worth a few more home runs for, uh, for Pete Alonzo. It's my favorite interaction, by the way, about the home run derby, Tim. It's the, uh, the pitcher who is kind of having an off night and, like, lacing some fastballs inside. You're like, bro, what are we doing? Like, I thought you were my pitcher <laughs> so I could win this thing. Yeah, well, this yeah is- it's going to be fun. I- I think the whole the whole concept of the of the event since it began is good. Some years it's been better than others. I think of the one in 2018 in D.C. that Bryce Harper won at the last moment yep. uh, when his, with his last swing. That was really good. But I just think that where this is and who's in it is going to it's going to bring a lot of smiles to people's faces. Well, I wanted to ask you, obviously, about some of the players who decided not to participate, obviously, in All-Star Weekend. Some of the league's top players, including Jacob deGrom, Carlos Correa, and Jose Altuve, all skipping the All-Star game. What do you kind of think about those decisions? And do you think we're going to continue to see that? Uh, you know, I know in the NHL, if you if you threaten to uh, skip the game, the, the league would suspend you. Uh, or if you try to skip the game, they said, well, we'll suspend you if you uh, if you do. I, I don't know if we're going to get to that in baseball because it's such a grind. Not that hockey isn't. Hockey is very physical. But with baseball, it's every day. And sometimes guys just need a break. I mean, the best pitcher in baseball is Jacob deGrom. He's been battling some, some injuries, some nagging things that have been a problem for him. And uh, if you're the Mets, I can see how they'd be happy, the fact that he's going to skip the game. The guys with the Astros, I'm not sure. I do know that Carlos Correa said that, you know, his wife is pregnant and he wants to go on some appointments with her. And okay, I can understand that certainly. Uh, But at the same time, you know, with Jose Altuve saying, I just need a couple of days. uh, I don't know. You know, I know everybody wants to say they just don't want to get booed. And, and yeah, you know what? They probably will get booed if they showed up there, but uh, they they should be used to that by now because they're getting booed everywhere they go on the road. 
Yeah, everybody loves to hate on the Astros right now and probably not doesn't really love to bet on them either. Um, but as we take a look ahead to the second half of the MLB season, the National League West, I mean, they have as many teams with 52 or more wins as the rest of the MLB combined. So hotly contested here. How do you see this division playing out? It's fun. I mean, the NL West is great for baseball. People on the East Coast stay up late and watch the NL West. Uh, you know, tonight, uh, I'm getting ready to leave and go do the telecast between the Dodgers and Diamondbacks. That might not be as hotly contested a game, <laughs> but but whoever the, the Giants are playing and the Padres are playing, it's going to be pretty good. Uh, the, the Padres won a thriller yesterday against Washington, a game that Washington never should have let get away. They had an eight-run lead, and they blew it. Um, but, the, but the three-team race in the National League West – is going to be great for baseball, especially as we get through August and into September, and especially if all three teams are still in it, which we all expect them to be. So we know that the Dodgers, they're probably going to be there at the end. They're a very good team. They're a very deep team. How worried should they be and betters of the Dodgers be about this pitching staff at this point right now? Because it seems to be getting a little thinned down. Clayton Kershaw on the uh, the IL, right? We know what's going on with Bauer and uh, Dustin May at the beginning of the year. Is there any worry about this uh, starting rotation for L.A. in your mind? Well, we're seeing our third bullpen game in, yep. in a week tonight that David Price is going to start. Uh, he's not stretched out completely, so I don't know how long he's going to be able to go. Although he joked last week, they said, if you had to if you had to pitch, how many innings could you go? And he said, well, the average batter is at the plate for two pitches. He said, so nine innings, that's 54 pitches, so I can do that. But uh, you know, we know that's not going to happen. We know that's not going to be the case. So uh, we don't know if he gets three or four innings. They're going to continue to stretch him out. and It looks like he's going to end up back in the Dodger rotation. With the absence of Trevor Bauer, that puts a lot of pressure on the Dodgers in that fifth day spot. So they're going to try to limp into the all-star break this way, recalibrate. Who knows what they're going to do in the second half. They don't have a triple-A prospect that's right there ready to come up and take over. They do have a lot of depth in the minor leagues, but it's from double-A and down in terms of pitching. So we'll see what happens in the second half. But I still think the Dodgers, who have always been able to figure it out, will be able to figure this out. Kershaw uh, is going to miss a start. He's got the inflammation in his left forearm. So this will take him through the all-star break. He's due to come off the second game against the Rockies. And if that holds up, he'll pitch uh, game two against the Rockies on the second half of the or when the second half begins in that first series in Colorado. So I, I don't suspect this is going to be much for, for Kershaw. He was supposed to have an MRI today. And uh, once I get to the ballpark, I'll, I'll get the results of that. Uh, Tim, how about the, the surprise team of major league baseball, the San Francisco giants, will this team be able to hang with the big two here, the Padres and the Dodgers? Well, so far they've been able to do it and they've been able to do it because of their starting pitching. I think more than anything, uh, don't forget they moved the fences in, in San Francisco because they weren't hitting enough home runs. Now they're hitting plenty of home runs. So that's been a big part of their game too. Uh, but their pitching has been great. Kevin Gosman, I saw him a lot when he was with the Baltimore Orioles and I used to be the Red Sox. I'd see him pretty often. And this is a different Kevin Gosman. He's learned to pitch an elite splitter now, um, which has helped him quite a bit. Johnny Cueto's having a good year. Alex Wood is having a great year. So they're starting pitching has been very, very good, and that's been one of the keys. The question is, is it sustainable as we get through July into August and then that very long month of September? So, you know, we were talking about this earlier in the studio, and I'd love to get your thoughts too. You know, I think at the top of that division, everybody keeps talking, so Dodgers and Padres. So in your mind, what separates the two? Because, you know, I have some nitpicks. I don't really love the pitching staff as a whole. I think they lack some depth, right? Blake Snell is going to give you three innings maybe. Uh, obviously an exaggeration, but he's not going to go along. I don't really love Paddock a whole bunch. What separates the Dodgers and the Padres in your mind? Well, I think when you, you start at the top, okay, Clayton Kershaw has been there, done that. He has 
won a Cy Young. He's pitched a no-hitter. He's won an MVP. He's won a World Series now. And, and he's learned to kind of reinvent himself in a way with the slider. The slider right now, when he's got a, his slider on, he's really hard to beat. Walker Bueller, his nickname is Big Game Butane because he pitches great in big games. And any game against the Padres is a big game. And I like him anytime he takes the mound. He pitches, you know, with an edge. He pitches really with a, uh, a visible competitive edge. I like that quite a bit. So, I mean, you start with those two guys and with what we're seeing out of Julio Urias. Uh, now, he pitched great yesterday, went seven innings. Uh, when his slider and his change are working well like they were yesterday, uh, the slider curve, they call it a slurve, is what he pitches. But, you know, he, he's going to give them a great. He's the first pitcher to get to 11 wins in Major League Baseball. And when you get down to the end of it, when you start getting into the postseason, you start getting into a mode where you need three top-line starters. And I like those guys. Uh, the Padres have some good starters, don't get me wrong. But I just think that the Padres haven't proved it yet against the Dodgers. And last year, they played them in the postseason and were swept. Yeah, that's a really good point. Uh, I'm glad you brought up Walker Bueller because that reminded me. I'd love to ask you this. Uh, one of the things that has stuck out to me about Bueller, because he's been absolutely fantastic, but the strikeouts are down quite a bit this year. Has that been a topic of conversation? And why do you think that is? Yes, they're down because he's pitching to contact a little bit more. I think it's a change in philosophy. He's been able to get more outs by not throwing the ball past guys. And uh, he's still going to get his share of strikeouts, but by pitching to contact, that's going to cut down on his pitch count overall and allow him to stay in games longer. The last outing he had was was not that way. It kind of went sideways on him uh, and had he had to come out after five, and it was the first time this year he hadn't gone six in a game, six or more. So I would expect him uh, when he pitches tomorrow night uh, against the Diamondbacks to go six, maybe longer. But I, I think that, uh, you know, when you talk to people, and I, I talked to a lot of people around the Dodgers who are pretty high-level pitchers in their days, guys like Fernando Valenzuela and Oral Hershiser, and, and they agree. They think that there's there's something special about Bueller, and he basically is a no-hitter waiting to happen. So I'm curious your thoughts as the Dodgers are the favorite to come out of the National League. As we look at it as a whole, let's take out the uh, the NL West guys, right? We'll take out the Do or the Giants. We'll take out the Padres. The Brewers have been coming on strong. We have the mess that is the National League East as the uh, you know other teams are fighting to keep up with the Mets. Uh, who do you think in the other two divisions would match up the best with the Dodgers? Is it this Brewers team that is coming on strong with some really strong guys at the top of that rotation? I like the Brewers a lot. I liked them since spring training. I like what they've done with their pitching staff. I, I, you know, defensively, I love the addition of Jackie Bradley Jr. He's done a lot for them, and he's taken pressure off other players. And, you know, with the occasional offense and the streaky offense you get from him, uh, you know, it's, it's when it happens, not if it happens. But, you know, he can carry you for a week or two. Uh, I think that uh, they've done a good job with this ball club. I like what they've done. I think they're going to win the central and I think they're going to be a tough matchup. Now they matched up with the Dodgers in the postseason last year in the wild card round and they reconfigured uh, 2020 playoffs and they, they were swept two games to none, but I do like the Brewers a lot. Uh, anytime you have Jacob deGrom pitching at least one game in your series, you got a chance to win at least one game in your series. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, the Mets are going to give uh, some teams trouble. They could give the Dodgers some trouble and, uh, I'm not sure where the Braves are. I thought the Braves would be a little bit better this year coming off the season they had last year. But uh, if they can turn things around in the second half, I think they'll be tough too. Do you, you mentioned the Grom MVP, Cy Young. I mean, Cy Young seems, we don't want to call it a lock, but what do you think about his contention for MVP here? I mean, what he's doing is, is absolutely incredible. Yeah, you got half a season to go. Yep. Uh, but right now, if you had to say there was a, a most valuable player in the National League, 
I, I think you'd really have to lean in his direction. He's been unhittable. He's been incredible. He's actually been pitching through some nagging, uh, nagging injuries. So I, I think you can definitely lean in that direction. He is a valuable player and he is definitely the Mets most valuable guy. And uh, there's no reason to think that he couldn't be one of the most valuable in the national league. I mean, you know, other players out there, one guy who's impressed me a lot has been Jesse Winker, of the reds. Uh, when I saw him play in person early in the season, I'm like, wow, this guy's legit. I, I, I'd seen him play before. I had seen him play in spring training, but he is swinging a bat right now as well as I've ever seen him. And uh, I think that he's going to be in the discussion, but I, I still think that DeGrom is the most valuable guy. JVT is like overwhelmed with joy to hear that. Just so you know, you can't really see him in studio right <laughs> I love now. I love picking the brain of people. Look, I, I like you said, Danielle, I cover the <laughs> NBA for us, but I do love Major League Baseball. I would like to rub the salt in the wound of Dodgers fans that the Angels did take two of three earlier this year. Uh, but, you know, I guess that's a topic for another time. Actually, speaking of that, Tim, I have one more for you. Um, Shohei Otani, better than Babe Ruth, yes or of course? Uh, <laughs> once he gets to home run number 715, then yeah. But what we're seeing is incredible, especially in, in our day and age of baseball. And to be honest, as much as he gets talked about, I think that if he played for the Mets or the Yankees, that's all we'd be talking about because that story would emanate out of New York instead of three hours away in Southern California uh, by time zone. So uh, any accolade Shohei Otani gets, he deserves. I, I've never seen a player do what he's done. I've never, no one has in their lifetime. Uh, if, if somebody's out there that saw Babe Ruth play, then that's awesome. Uh, but uh, as far as what Shohei Otani's doing, he deserves a ton of credit. And I think in the American League, even though the team you know, is not doing as well as the Angels fans would hope that they would do, he's gotta get consideration for most valuable player because of how he pitches, how he hits, how he hits bombs. Uh, when I first saw him play, it was against the Red Sox. And he was a pitcher and a hitter. And all the Red Sox did that day was they laid off the split. So, and he was out of the game in like an inning and a third. They chased him. He, he wasn't very good. But he's learned how to pitch at the major league level at a high level. And he can really hit at an elite level too. Tim, just under two minutes here left. I want to make sure we ask you about tonight's game that I know you're getting ready for, Diamondbacks and Dodgers. I'm seeing the Dodgers here as a minus 278 favorite uh, for understandable reasons. Obviously, the Diamondbacks, not a great season for them, and especially when they're not at home. What are your quick thoughts on tonight's game? Well, you got a former Cy Young winner starting for the Dodgers, even though it'll be a short outing at David Price. He won it for the Rays in 2012. Uh, the Diamondbacks have won three games on the road here in July, which is the same number of games they won on the road in June. Uh, and in May, they didn't win any games on the road. They went 0 13. So the road is not kind to the Diamondbacks. They're coming off a win. They haven't won very many times back to back. So, I mean, you certainly understandable why, you know, people would think that the Dodgers at home in front of 50,000 on a fireworks night <laughs> are going to put up some fireworks of their own. And Tim, before we let you go, we know you have, you have a book coming out, obviously, on August 31st COVID curveball. What's the reception been like for that so far? You know, it's been really great, Danielle. Thanks for asking about it. Uh, it's about the 2020 season, all the weird things that happen behind the scenes. It's uh, available for pre-sale right now on Amazon. If you want to look it up, get a great description of it. And, and then uh, we're doing some events at the All-Star Game. We actually have some copies. They'll be available in Denver only. Uh, and then it'll come out to the public, both uh, a hardcover and Kindle version. There'll be an audio book later in the in the year. But uh, it's been getting some good, good reviews and uh, people really enjoying some of the stories 
that they had no idea about that went on behind the scenes during the COVID season. Well, an incredibly unusual year, obviously. Tim Neverett, play-by-play for the LA Dodgers tonight. He'll be on the call tonight, so good luck with the call. Thank you very much. Just trying to get the score right. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, stick with us because coming up next, my actual favorite segment on My Guys in the Desert, it's Best Bets right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Bet River Sportsbook app has a huge number of live streaming events every day. Bet River Sportsbook has great offers, including a $250 match bonus on your first deposit, and all bonuses are only one time playthrough. Amazing offers and great customer service makes Bet Rivers your hometown sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, playable in Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. See the Bet River Sportsbook app for details. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. In Indiana, call 1 800 9 with it. Or in Colorado, call 1 800 522 4700. Playable in New Jersey as Play Sugar House. 
I'm back in with UFC 264. This Saturday, Bet Rivers is offering $50 in free bets to all new users. Simply deposit $25 and use code 50free to get $50 in free bets, which you can use on the fight. And to make your experience even more rewarding, Bet Rivers offers the most live streams of major sports, instant payouts, and only one time playthrough. Bet Rivers, your hometown sportsbook. Offer valid in Colorado, Iowa, Illinois, Indiana, Virginia, Michigan, and Pennsylvania. Available at PlaySugarHouse.com in New Jersey. Must be 21 or older. Gambling problem in Illinois, New Jersey, and Pennsylvania. You can call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. In Colorado, 1-800-522-4700. In Michigan, 1-800-270-7117. In Virginia, 1-888-532-3500. And in Iowa, you can call 1-800-BETS-OFF. Danielle Avari, JVT, and Aaron Rinning back here to put some bets on, actually. Let's talk about our best bets. Aaron, I'm coming to you first. Uh, yes, I'm coming in. I talked about it in the first hour. I'm all in against Garrett Richards here tonight. I was actually surprised the Red Sox were going to throw him out there one more time, and I'm going to try to make some money off it. I'm going to go with the Phillies Red Sox over 11, uh, thinking the Red Sox can certainly uh, score their fair share of runs as well. But, uh, and or I'm sorry, with that, the Phillies first five plus $1.10 against a pitcher uh, and Garrett Richards, who's been absolutely miserable here his last few starts and getting hit hard and early in these games. So uh, going to try to go 2-0 and here against Garrett Richards. JVT, any best bets for you? Uh, yes, yes, indeed. Uh, I've added one since uh, ER's challenged my my uh, acumen as a baseball handicapper. Uh, so first off, we will go back to the well here again. You, look, this was my strategy coming into the NBA Finals. It has worked out to the first two. Uh, so we're going to go again, and this is going to be my peak here because uh, buck fifty was going to be the highest price I'd be willing to lay. Mikael Bridges over one and a half three pointers made, uh, and we've seen the slight adjustment from the market. You know, dollar twenty at the open in game one, dollar thirty game two hits them both. Now we're upwards of dollar fifty. So this is the most I'm willing to. So we'll go back one more time, make it three for three, hopefully. And then we'll go Brewers minus 118 here against the Cincinnati Reds. I think there is something here. Uh, look, Lauer has not been great. I think one of the things that worries you a little bit uh, in terms of his pitching, home runs, I think are going to be a little bit of an issue. And against a lineup like Cincinnati, that might be a problem. But as Wade Miley has been very good, I think this might be a lineup uh, that is made to get to Wade Miley as he's a pitch-to-contact guy. This is a Brewers lineup that can make some contact and good contact at that. Third and hard contact or hard hit rate this year. 13th, the barrel rate is the lineup as a whole. They've gotten better, and I think this is a pretty good spot for them here against Wade Miley. So I'll go Brewers minus 118. Boom. What do you think about that, ER? Can't wait to see the results. Oh, wow. He's, he's not as thrilled he as you like are. It. Doesn't like it. Uh, there's four take it back. WNBA games going on tonight. And I know JVT is as excited as I am tonight. We have the Dream and the Sun getting underway in just about 30 minutes here. And the Liberty and Fever as well. I am on both of those games. The other two games tonight, Storm at the Mercury and the Lynx at the Aces. Those are a little bit later on in the night. The only game I haven't really made a play on, pulled the trigger on just yet, is the Storm and the Mercury. Don't love that line. Don't love that total. But might make a play a little bit later. We'll see. Stick with me on Twitter later. Maybe I'll throw one in. Uh, but the ones I have made here, Dream and Sun over 159 and a half. 159 and a half low for WNBA total so far this season. And the Dream, a team that definitely knows how to score in the paint. The Sun, though, really effective on both sides of the ball. They're one of the two teams that actually have a futures bet on for the WNBA championship. Um, they've just been doing really good things on both sides of the ball. They do tend to make people play to their pace a little bit more. So I usually like to bet unders on Sun games, but against the Dream here uh, and kind of a low number, I'm going to go over on 159 and a half. Then we get to the Liberty in the fever, which I know 
JVT has tried to convince me off my side here no, a little no, bit. No. And, just because uh, I state my opinion. Via no, stats. Via stats. But uh, So I am going to grab the Liberty here, minus three and a half, and then I'm also going to take the over 163 on this game. Uh, both of these teams love to shoot. One of them is better than the other at it. The Liberty a little bit slightly. They're definitely better from three at least. The Fever, like I told JVT before the show, a very scrappy team, a team I hate betting against. Uh, but nevertheless, I do think the Liberty is the stronger team here tonight as long as their shooting shows up. Uh, so minus three and a half there, over 163. And then Lynx Aces. I'm on the over here, over 173 and a half. These Aces games have been out of control lately. The last game they played went into overtime, but the over hit before we even got there. Uh, so I like the over here, and the Lynx have been really doing well as of late. Just really good recent uh, performance from them. So looking for an over there as well. JVT, why did you not like my Liberty Fever bet here a little bit? I mean, clearly it's because <laughs> uh, as of all my uh, minutes and hours of watching the WNBA come to the surface here. Uh, no, look, I, I was looking at a couple of things, and uh, the reason why I like stats a lot is it gives you a it gives you a picture of something even though if you if you don't watch it as a whole like the mm -hmm. WNBA one of the things that stuck out to me uh, is the fever actually despite the fact that they kind of suck are a really good rebounding team on, on both sides defensively you gotta give and them offensively that. and that is something statistically that Liberty have struggled with this year according to some of the numbers and, and I think that keeps you in a lot of these games and you tend to see the bad teams get some inflated numbers against them and Liberty aren't exactly great yeah uh, not definitely more of a perimeter team the Liberty are and uh, also the highest in turnover percentage so uh, that said, I'm still on the Liberty minus three and a half tonight. Let's hope that that comes home. Uh, next up, we'll talk about the NFL. Yes, it is never too early to talk about that. Stick with us right here on My Guys in the Desert. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Jesse Hempel, host of the Hello Monday podcast. In my 20s, I knew what career success looked like. In midlife, 
it's not that simple. I've been a journalist for two decades, writing cover stories for Business Week, Fortune, and Wired. And now, every Monday, I bring you conversations with people who are thinking deeply about work and where it fits into our lives. Like Microsoft CEO Satya Nadella on growth mindsets. The learn-it-all does better than the know-it-all. Or MacArthur Genius winner Angela Duckworth on talent versus grit. Your long-term effort and your long-term commitment are surprisingly important. Each episode delivers pragmatic advice for right now. Listen to Hello Monday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back in. VSIN is your betting headquarters for UFC 264. We're bringing you in depth analysis of the McGregor Poirier main event, plus key bouts on the undercard from our full team of experts, including Lou Finnecaro, Reed Kuhn, and Jordan Sherwood. Sign up for the free VSIN newsletter to get, receive our digital guide, and tune in Saturday at noon Eastern for First Strike, our live preview show with updates from all of our fight experts. Get everything you need for betting on UFC 264 and sign up now for the free UFC 264 betting guide at vsin.com slash free. Danielle Alvari, Aaron Renning, and JVT on the desk here at the South Point, ready to talk about some NFL divisional odds. Yes, the season is creeping up on us here. Let's start with the ultra-competitive AFC North. So, Ravens, the short shot here, just slightly at plus 125. The Browns sitting at plus 145. The Steelers, 4-1. to one. And the Bengals, nice to be included, at 20-1. to one. What are your initial thoughts here, Aaron? Uh, I love it. Talking a little NFL football uh, in July. Can't wait. <laughs> season right around the corner. For me, uh, I'm going to lean with the favorite. Uh, at the Ravens, I think this is the better overall organization. They've improved some of their weak spots. Uh, Brown's going to be right there as well. Mm -hmm. Steelers down, but that's kind of priced into it here. Still give the Bengals no shot, JVT. Uh, yeah, I would agree with that. I will disagree. Uh, give me Cleveland. Give right. me, yeah, yeah, give me the Browns. Well, and part of it is, so I, I like I like the Browns as a whole. I think they've done a good job of kind of retooling. I like their head coach, and I think the direction that they're going in is solid. And, and the offense as a whole kind of hiding Baker Mayfield to a certain extent. But also, they have the third easiest schedule by a couple of different metrics. If you're talking about win totals, right, set by odds makers, all of those sort of things. That's going to help a lot in the path toward, I think, an AFC championship or AFC North championship. Ooh, Freudian slip. Um, mm-hmm. And I also... ER, like there has been some rumblings about the displeasure of Baltimore with yeah. uh, Lamar Jackson in his development as a quarterback, and I wonder what that looks like over the course of 17 games. So okay. give me Cleveland. Another quarterback that came out of there, Josh Allen. So if we switch and take a look here at the AFC East, the Bills are sitting on top there, minus 150, the Dolphins plus 325, Patriots plus 350, and the Jets sitting at 20 to 1. Would you rather be holding a Dolphins or a Patriots division ticket here? Uh. Uh, neither. Neither. Can I burn both of them? Yes. Like, so it's tough to like want to lay a dollar fifty before a season starts with an extra game, not knowing what it's going to be like for injury respect of all those. But you know, with the Dolphins, I have a lot of questions about whether Tua Tungabailoa is going to be you know a legitimate quarterback through the course of a. Do you feel like we've seen season. enough from him yet to make a decision? I don't know if we're there yet. I, I kind of feel like I have personally, and it's not like he's going to be bad. I just don't know if they're going to recapture ten and six like they did a year ago, or would it be ten and seven now this time around? And I'm sorry, I just I don't love 
the quarterback situation for New England. So mm-hmm. obviously the, the Bills are favored ER for a reason at minus 150. I just find it hard to make the case at those prices of 325 and 350 to go in another direction. Uh, same page uh, as you. Pretty much what you said. I mean, uh, and really, when you try to handicap these, I always start with the underdogs first. Can I make a case uh, for the Jets at 20 to 1? Can I make a, p- a case for the Patriots, etc.? I really can't. Uh, in this division. I have issues at the quarterback position for both, yeah, the Dolphins uh, and the Patriots, so I would have to lean here towards the Bills. Yeah, seems a little bit more clean cut than, say, the AFC South, where the Colts and the Titans, almost kind of a coin flip here. So the Colts get the slight favorite, plus 105. Titans sitting at plus 110. Again, these odds via DraftKings. And the Jaguars sitting at 8-1. to one. The Texans, 28-1. to one. Is that That's not even close to long enough. Uh, between the Colts and the Titans here, who would you take? Yeah, for me, you know, as we enter, there's still so much to be decided. And for me, uh, that's going to be the questions here at the quarterback position for the Colts and Carson Wentz. Um, I'm not exactly sold that he's going to have that big bounce back. Um, I think he was certainly at fault for some of the things that went wrong uh, in Philadelphia. But um, obviously he's going to have a – should have a decent offensive line, some weapons here. Uh, I like the organization as a whole. But I'm going to lean here – Uh, towards the Titans. I Mm -hmm. think this is still going to be a very tough team to stop uh, offensively, and it has been more of an offensive league in the NFL, so I'm going to side with the Titans. Yeah, I think the odds are very reflective of what this is going to be. Both of these teams are going to be floating around nine wins at the end of the year, and one player or another is going to make the difference. Look at last season where you lose the opening game to the Jacksonville Jaguars for some reason if you're the Indianapolis Colts. It makes all the difference in the world in terms of your playoff seeding. Um, I think think I'd rather have Indianapolis. I just – I failed to – I don't buy in too much into what the Titans are going to be as an offensive team. This is still a team that is still in love with the 1990s, 1980s football, running on first and second down, setting up third and longs for your teams, being in less than favorable situations in third down. Mike Frabel, I know, turned heads, and he was a genius for some of the ways he works the officials and the refs, but at other times, punting on fourth and one from midfield and must-win games, all those things, it just it leaves me a lot to be desired with the Titans from a, a game-planning standpoint. So give me the Colts and the better head coach. What are the Jaguars going to look like with Trevor Lawrence now? What are you expecting to see from them? And I think they're going to be better than people think. Yeah. I, I don't know. What, what turns me off is, like, for, for example, week one where they're favored on the road against Houston, right? I, that seems pretty strong. I just I don't know what's happening, obviously, with the quarterback situation with mm-hmm. Houston because uh, you could find yourself in a situation where if he does play, you know, the Texans are going to be better than a 28-to-1 shot to, to win the division. But regardless – the Jags are going to be better, but I think the market, that's all to be said, that the market might be a little too strong on everything. You are like 8-1 to one to win the division. You need to give me like 12-1 to one or something <laughs> like that if you want to give me interest. Very difficult to say. You know, this is a, the team that you really want to follow in yeah. August and try to get a feel for how things, uh, you know, exactly what they're going to do here on both sides of the ball, et cetera. So uh, they, they could certainly change and, and be competitive here, but you kind of want to see them build up to something. I also have a lot of questions about Urban Meyer as a head coach. Mm. I don't know how that's going to work. You're not alone there. Actually, yeah, there's lots of questions floating around that. Let's wrap up the AFC here, looking at the AFC West. The Chiefs, obviously the favorite here at minus 335, but elsewhere the Broncos at 6-1, to one, as are the Chargers, and the Raiders sitting at 18-1. to one. So the Chiefs, obviously the biggest divisional favorite in the NFL here. Would you look anywhere else? Yes. In this division, no. I have yeah. a long shot here. Okay, uh, I got the Chargers. I would uh, certainly yeah. look towards the Chargers at six to one. I have not bet a lot of futures for the NFL, but certainly one of the bets that I have made uh, was the Chargers to win the Super Bowl uh, at big odds. I think I have them to win the AFC uh, as well. But I expect big, massive improvements uh, from this team. I think the coaching, uh, the uh, coaching staff being refigured, is a huge plus. 
uh, for this team. Uh, loved what they did at the quarterback position. Think they can only improve there. And they've been unhealthy so much uh, at the defensive side of the ball. So if they can uh, improve on these things and get healthy, uh, I think they can be a real player and be equal here to the Chiefs in the AFC West. Okay, I like it. Well, I am holding a Broncos 66-1 to ticket to win the Super Bowl, but that's only because I thought they were going to get Aaron Rodgers and I was going to say, you got to put the caveat Watson, in there. So right. I, I'm hoping <laughs> that they can pull it off. No, I would agree that the Chargers do have some really positive upward momentum. Uh, you know, I personally have some questions about whether or not the play of Justin Herbert is somewhat sustainable. A lot of big-time throws in there. A lot of things that don't usually carry over on a year-to-year basis statistically. Um but at the same time, when you look at the price and what the season is ahead of us, I think I'd rather be on the Chargers from a price and value standpoint than anything else. Should the Chargers and Broncos both be at six to one here? I think you're. I think you're factoring into the potential that Aaron Rodgers is going to be a Bronco, <laughs> right? I mean, you would think that the Broncos are going we to be behind the Chargers. We don't know what he's doing. Right. That seems like to be some protection of some sort. All right. Well, we'll get back to the MLB late games next, right here on My Guys in the Desert. into the oddstrader.com studio at the South Point Casino one last time here oddstrader.com download the free oddstrader app right now so you can start winning with the up to the second info you need Danielle Avari on the desk here with JVT and Aaron Rinning closing out the show taking a look at the late MLB slate here let's start with the A's at the Rangers of course the athletics when I came here I was surprised how many people call them the athletics because in the Bay Area very much just called the A's here but A's at Rangers 8.05 p.m. Eastern time Cole Irvin versus Jordan Lyles Aaron what do you think well I can hardly wait until they're called the Las Vegas A's Danielle. <laughs> um, but I, I think we want to look to fade uh, Jordan Lyles here so I would lean here to the over or the A's Lyles so far on the season of 498 uh, ERA another I've been uh, focused on a lot of the spin rates for these guys Lyles is someone that's been a little bit down mm -hmm. uh, so uh, I would expect the A's to win this contest. Uh, I would agree with the sentiment uh, to look over or nothing here for me personally. Uh, Cole Irvin, I think, has some underlying numbers. The, the split between his ERA and XFIP is pretty dramatic. 356 ERA is 464 on the expected fielding independent. Uh, I think some regression coming, maybe pitching above his skis a little. So uh, I would agree with going over nine, if anything. Another late game to look at here, the Reds at the Brewers. Again, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern start here. We have Wade Miley on the mound for the Reds. And for the Brewers, Eric Lauer. What do we think? The best bet of mine, huh? Yes, yeah, the Brewers. Let's go. Uh, well, so why, Wade Miley, I will say, take this grain of salt. In years past, because pitch to contact guys tend to have uh, expected fielding independence. They're a little bit higher. You know, the contact numbers tend to skew things a little bit. Wade Miley has been a guy in the past that I've tried to play against uh, to no avail. He mm -hmm. has just been Mr. Consistent. But I do think this Brewers, this Brewers lineup uh, is a really good lineup in terms of making contact. Uh, they have been improving as the games have gone on. They had 11 game stretch where they average seven and a half runs per game. I just like the direction that they're heading in the way that they make contact top of the league in terms of barrel rate, top of the league in terms of hard hit rate. I think this is a lineup that can get to Wade Miley and I would agree with the market move here. So uh, one note, I would say uh, Josh Hader mm -hmm. pitched the last two games. He'll probably be unavailable here tonight. What about Tigers and Twins? We have Matt Mounting facing off against Kenta Maeda, 8, 10 p.m. Eastern start here uh, for Tigers and Twins. Just uh, just two stellar baseball teams matching up here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, nothing for me. Uh, watch this, these uh, two teams play last night. Tigers had a lead before they gave it up to the Twins. Wouldn't be surprised to see something like that, but boy. Uh, you know, you look at the Twins, 36 and 50. This is the way I, I kind of approach this team moving forward this season. 
uh, hard to back them as a $2 favorite. Right. Always try to make some sort of case here for the underdog. Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that sentiment. And Maeda, like, he's got some stuff that, you know, his, for his uh, XFIP is a run lower than his ERA at this point, so maybe there's something good coming for him. But Manning's been an absolute nightmare, too. So I would, don't want to lay that big of a price in Minnesota, and I don't want to back Manning. So this is easy to scratch off and move on. Uh, Yankees at Astros. How about that? Nestor Cortez versus Jake Odorizzi. I know that you're high on the Astros here. JVT, what do you think about this matchup tonight? And what is going on with the Yankees? Are no. we going to see yeah. a, a, a turn here? Are they going to turn back towards the right direction at this point? I mean, if you would think so. We were talking uh, earlier in the week, actually, of the day that you were off, Danielle, mm. uh, that there is still, like, if you look at some of the numbers and the systems that are out there, uh, our guy that writes up our write-ups at Derek Hardy said that a lot of the projections still think that this Yankees team is going to turn around at some point. Uh, but I don't know if this is going to be the spot to do it. I haven't seen a lot of Nestor Cortez. Uh, his numbers are pretty solid across the board, and, and Odorizzi is pretty tight in terms of some of his metrics, and it just leads me to go with a, a lineup that has been performing with a little bit more consistency, and that would be the Houston Astros. I saw an opener of like a dollar forty-five yard. Now we're down to like a dollar twenty-eight. So cheaper price would lead me to look at the Astros. Yeah, interesting move uh, with the, the money here. I do not know much about Cortez, and really, uh, you know, I wonder the next couple of days we get uh, a lot of these pitchers that uh, bullpen guys, etc. Trying to round out a lot. Uh, seems like teams are maybe resting guys to get a, a little bit, you know, 10, 15 days off here over the All Star break, et cetera. So, uh, yeah, it does. It seems odd. It seems a little cheap here on, on the Astros. Mm -hmm. The Yankees have fallen all the way to 25 to 1 to win the World Series. We know Astros sitting at 6 to 1. Uh, so, kind of surprising to see the Yankees that yeah. low on the board. I know that people were waiting for that to drop for a while. They were still sitting at 8 to 1 for a long time, even when they were only sitting at about 500. So, uh, you're getting that number now if you want it on the Yankees. Uh, the other game we can take a look at tonight here Nationals at the Giants. So, Pablo Espino versus Logan Webb, 9.45 p.m. Eastern start for this one. Any thoughts on this game? I'm just curious. You, you know, we're talking about this off the air. I'm curious what the bounce back is like here for the Nationals after last night. For those who know, the 8-0 lead mm -hmm. uh, that is squandered. Uh, it is a 9-8 walk-off win for the Padres. Mixed in there is a grand slam for a pitcher off of Max Scherzer. Uh, it's just a weird emotional spot having to do that. And you're not traveling far, but then to just go up to San Francisco to take on a quality team. And by the way, a quality pitcher as well on the other side at Logan Webb. So I, I'm really curious about the spot overall, but the market's moved in the direction of Washington. Yeah, I mean, you can't make much of spots uh, in, in Major League Baseball, yeah. but it's, it's for this, it's it's worth talking about because, yeah, the spot, Nationals 8-0 yeah. lead with their Cy Young caliber pitcher. They lose that game going away. It's been a frustrating season overall for the Nationals. And you have one of the smartest teams in baseball, uh, the Giants, with, a, I believe, a day off here uh, to get ready. So uh, I'll be uh, paying attention to this game tonight. And, and I should note, too, when you look at the starting pitchers, at least, uh, Espino, uh, he has been going up and down in terms of his roles, right? You know, he's been using multiple roles, closeout games, uh, middle guy. Uh, he has started the last three, Danielle, and he's looked a, a pretty solid in terms of ZRA, but a 460 XFIP on the season makes you think that there's something coming when you look at that ERA of 240. And maybe this San Francisco lineup, which has been hitting a lot better, uh, as we noted, we were talking to Tim Neverett that uh, maybe this is a spot where he's going to get got. Let's take a look at JVT's team as well. The Angels oh, headed baseball. to play the Mariners, 10, 10 p.m. Eastern start there. Alex Cobb versus Marco Gonzalez for the mound matchup. Well, and you got to play here, right? I got a bet. Yeah. Well, so I'm curious your thoughts because I, I think there's a lot of underlying numbers that tell you that Cobb is in maybe for a really good stretch of baseball here. You know, 460 ERA, 278 expected fielding independent, striking out guys at a high rate, inducing a bunch of ground balls. It's just he's getting a little lucky on the home runs. I just think this is, to me, if I'm betting it, it would be a play against Gonzalez. His last four starts have 
haven't been great. Really no indication that he's going to get a little bit better. 723 ERA over those last four, 546 expected fielding independent. It, it looks like there's going to be some runs here. And I, I would think that a majority of those are going to be the Angels. Team. Oh, I hope so, JVT. I've been betting a lot of Angels games over the total, uh, and that includes tonight. Uh, I bet this game. And, you know, two veteran pitchers, uh, I'm always kind of paying attention to the spin rates, et cetera, because these are the guys that – Probably we're doing a little something to get an edge, and you have that here uh, with Alex Cobb, who's dropped off a little bit. Uh, doesn't really show in the numbers, but certainly uh, in some of the stuff metrics uh, that you would see with him. And Gonzalez kind of follows that up as well. Uh, how do the, I guess, how do the Angels fare overall against left-handed pitching, JVT? Uh, they've been a lot better this year. I'm going to double-check the numbers, but uh, they have been a top, overall, they're a top lineup, but they have really evened down. Last few years, they had trouble with left-handed pitching. This year, uh, they're near the top. And I would say, I'll ask your thoughts on this year. I know a lot of people think, hey, it's July, who cares? This is a relatively important series, given that these two teams are jockeying for position in a race for a wild card and in this division at that point, too. You're right, and also, oddly, with that, it is July and the weather, of course, yep. and Seattle's been a little bit warmer, so, uh, yeah, hopefully it all means some runs here. I'm going to go over the total, Danielle, eight and a half. Well, talking about the Angels here, obviously we talked about the AL MVP earlier. We talked about how Shohei is the leader in the clubhouse at minus 250. But Mike Trout is still being included in this at 44 to 1. <laughs> um, overall for the AL MVP, anywhere else you would look besides these two at the top here. So Shohei Otani at minus 250 or Vladimir Guerrero Jr. at plus 190. Real quick aside, Angels uh, third and weighted runs created plus against left-handed pitching okay. this year. So they, they've done right. a pretty good Improvement. job against it. Um, I just I find it hard to look anywhere like else other than the top two guys. And again, like when you're talking about laying this big of a price this early in the year, it is July. That just it, Shohei Otani is in the driver's seat. If mm -hmm. he just maintains this pace, then I think he's going to win it. It's just a tough pill to swallow to lay that much. So I think like I think I, even with Guerrero though too, we are like that's a really short price to take at that point too. So I, I think it's between them, but at this point, I think there's no value in betting either one of them. Right. Well, you know, one thing to keep in mind: if Mike Trout does come back to uh, JVT, I'm not exactly sure when he's slated mm -hmm. uh, to be in the lineup. Probably but that, the that would break. mean uh, Otani's going to see a little bit better pitching mm -hmm. uh, and have a chance to put up uh, better numbers, if you will, Trout on base or hit him in, etc., and see some more fastballs. So that could certainly help his case. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly. That's good to point out yeah I thought that they would be kind of competing with each other a little bit for attention on this award but at this point Trout's been out for so he, many weeks he's missed too much time yeah uh, by so now way, you can only help him I mean uh, look I, this is might be uh, overly optimistic I got these <laughs> I got these guys at 45 to 1 to win the AL uh, ER might be buyers of the deadline Trout coming back uh, get right. a big win against the Mariners in this series let's go Brent Max Scherzer here we come yeah, took two of three from the Red Sox I don't sleep on him uh, well the game we talked about earlier with Tim Neverett who's going to be on the call for this game later on D-backs and Dodgers so 10, 10 p.m. Eastern, Taylor Widener versus David Price. Thoughts? Uh, if it's not Merrill Kelly, I don't want the D-backs. Kelly's actually been really good. They've won his last three starts, and he's not pitching today. I don't want anything about Arizona. Yeah, you know, it is interesting because you do have David Price starting. I would yeah. expect about three innings here uh, from him. And this Dodgers bullpen has certainly been worked hard uh, here of late, so uh, I, I'm not interested in laying the $3 price. I'm not even going to throw it in on any parlays tonight, JVT. <laughs> the Diamondbacks, historically, so far this season, been very poor on the road. Another team that's done really poor on the road, the Rockies, the last game we 
can look at here. Rockies at the Padres. Kyle Freeland on the mound for the Rockies and TBD on the Padres because JVT. Blake Snell, what happened? I guess he had food poisoning or something uh, like that. So he's not going to be out there. As humans calls it, a Johnny Holstaff game, which means you might <laughs> see the whole staff here. Um, yeah, and it looks a lot of this. Uh, I had a lot of my notes and prepped here for uh, for Snell, but I'll say this. Freeland, again, another one of these pitchers. His numbers kind of indicate who he is. 550 ERA, 494 expected fielding independent. It would not be surprised to see the uh, the Padres continue this run of offense that they had last night roll into today, and they uh, they bang up on Freeman or Freeland here a little it, bit. It is interesting because Freeland has certainly been up and down and all around. He's done that from season to season, but he's he's really been good. I think he made a couple of slight adjustments, but yeah, over his last three starts, a .53 ERA. The way the ball has been traveling in San Diego, I'm not sure that continues here tonight. The Padres obviously sitting at plus 325, but behind the Dodgers in the division, they're sitting at minus 230. Can the Padres give them a run for their money? I know, JVT, you have questions about their pitching staff at the very minimum. I do. Like, you know, the depth overall, because I think, you know, as you, as ER mentioned, you Darvish, we've seen a little bit of the cracks and outside of that, a, a paddock, a snell. I don't love the depth overall. It's their lineup that gets them by, I think. And uh, I just think that the Dodgers have some issues right now with the rotation, but they'll even up by the time we get to the end of the year. So they'll make a run for it, but I think it's ultimately the Dodgers. You mentioned buyers at the deadline for the Angels. Any other teams? we need to be keeping an eye on? I mean, potentially the Dodgers, right? If, yeah. if their rotation still continues at this length, I think that could be something that you're looking for. And, and the Mets, again, tied to Chris Bryant. That's going to be something that they need another bat. Okay. Might be the guy. Even the Giants have the resources to go yep. up and prove their team as well. I would love to see that. Yeah. Well, there you go. The whole slate. We got through the whole thing. That is how it's done. Uh, my guys in the desert, thanks so much to Reed Kuhn and Tim Neverett for joining us this hour. JVT and Aaron Winning for making time for us on a Friday. We'll be back next week with my guys in the desert. Until then, good luck with your bets. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Every Day Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Every Day Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.